0: Welcome, everyone, to Polk and Kush. It is Friday, September 15th, 2023. Happy birthday, Dad. And it is a late night in the Polk and Kush studio.
1: Yeah, happy birthday, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... It was a good guess. <laughs> What's his name?
0: Um... But yes, we are. Uh, we did a matinee last week. We were bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, a little confused. Tonight, night owls uh, as we are uh, burning the midnight oil here in the Bud Light Tangerine studios. Yeah, this
1: is the midnight showing. It's pitch black outside. Oh, yeah. The hot tub has been turned off for a while, <laughs> and I don't really know what's going on. Here in the Waterloo with Strawberry Studio. Yeah, this is, I know, we've gotten a lot more boring as the, uh, as the, the seasons have gone by. Yeah. yeah. We can get spicy tonight. It's late. I'm delusional. <laughs> I feel crazy. I'm going headphoneless. I might be screaming. I don't know what I normally sound like on here. You I'm, sound good. I'm doing a new move tonight, listeners at home. I'm going headphones free.
0: Yeah, it's a, no prophylactic,
1: straight to the ear. I usually got the cans on. That's mm-hmm. what we call them in the biz, the cans <laughs> that somebody gave us. They belong to like a Japanese karaoke machine. <laughs> and I'm just free balling it tonight. So if I'm screaming into your ears while you're waiting to pick up your kids from school, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, uh, we're not sorry. We're no, you never say sorry. Sorry is a sign of weakness. Shit. Sorry is a sign of weakness. We You've been do reading that.
1: the Art of the Deal that, again. Of course,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Rosh Hashanah. That's what you do.
1: Read the Art of the Deal.
0: Happy Rosh Hashanah to everyone who Absolutely. deserves Absolutely. Yes. What
1: do you do for Rosh Hashanah? Uh,
0: so there, which is
1: my mom's name, by the way. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Rosh
0: Hashanah. Poke. Yes. Um, the you know you go to temple and then uh, you eat challah mm-hmm. and then there's apples and there's honey and it's a festive. Celebratory event. You're eating like a bear at
1: the zoo. Yes,
0: <laughs> exactly what we do. Uh, and, you know, I do uh, almost none of those. Yeah. I might go to, when you have really young kids, Temple is great because they have a kid's service and it's like 40 minutes. Okay. Which is like the, exa- and there's no, nothing happens in it. They like sing a few songs. They've got a sock puppet and, you know. <laughs> they're like, oh, no, Palestine. Uh, (laughs) They don't do that. (laughs) They do not do that. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's like it's very, very short. It's very nice. And it's it's that's the best regular temples, like a two and a half hour grind your balls out. And just you stare and listen. And they stand for a while. You sit for a while. They read Hebrew at you. It's it's a real endurance
1: test. Is this similar to, I don't know if you've been to a Catholic church, Sure, but they're up and down the whole time. Yeah. Like bobbing and weaving. Uh-huh. They're rolling. They're jumping up and down. Yeah. They've got snakes, some yeah. of them.
0: We have all of it except the kneeling. No kneeling That's for good. the Jews. Because uh, Jews are so old. Yeah. We don't need the kneeling. You can't kneel. <laughs> no. Nobody's kneeling. Uh, it's, it's really, and everybody wears a <laughs> suit. Like, it's 1960. It's, I, I don't know. Understand what's going on.
1: it's that's the my regular stereotype. service is tough my stereotype for the jews is just that they're old
0: <laughs> like there's no young jews i feel like there's no young people that go to any religious anything anymore right uh there are a f- well i mean like rock
1: and roll churches or yeah, whatever you, where know? you got like cold play up there basically <laughs> yeah. and they're like we're here to tell you about a the J man And then they, like, play the Matrix, and they're like, Neo is supposed to be Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, or if you're, like, in Auburn, Alabama,
0: and, like, literally there's, you know, that's what everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. But here,
1: I feel like if you were to go to, like, a Catholic church, I don't think the crowd would be particularly young. No, I don't think so. I've been uh, once, and it was, like, a Christmas thing where they're, you know, chanting. I don't know what you call it. (laughs) They were doing something. Look, I went to the one at uh, the... Big one downtown, St. Louis Cathedral. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Gil Benson
0: wants us to spend money to, to fix it. Oh why yeah. Why don't you spend money to fix it?
1: You have six billion dollars. Well, my walk over from uh, Chart Room made it. It <laughs> it seemed like nothing needed to be repaired when I was in there. Everything seemed fine. Looked a lot better than Chart Room. Let's let's repair Chart Room. <laughs> why Gail, does Gil Benson care about that? Yeah.
0: Uh yeah no, Rosh Hashanah is uh is pretty boring if you're not going to the little kid service, and then Yom Kippur is ten days later, which is the day of it. That's the serious day. Yom Kippur seems like the big one. That's the big big one. So like you know, I guess you can compare them to Christmas and Easter, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. one's uh, kind of celebration and one's a little more somber, and uh, Yom Kippur is like twenty minutes longer. That's the only thing I really cared about when I used to go to temple. <laughs> Twice a year. Uh, Yom Kippur is like 20 minutes longer. And in it, it, it the whole thing is asking you like, what horrible shit did you do this year? And I'm like racking my brain of like, oh, man, how many times did I lie? <laughs> 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 like, I this is when I lied all the time. I was like, God, this is rough. So this is like Jewish confession. It's basically you get one day and you uh, push all your sins out there. And then at the end of it, I guess you're okay. And then we'll see you in 364
1: days. I do that every day of my life. (laughs) I go through every mistake I've ever made, all the lies I've told, all the people I've ruined. (laughs) That's just like 9 (laughs) a.m. to like ten thirty for me staring at your phone yeah well, I'm, not, I'm reading a twitter but i'm not really looking at it i'm just
0: thinking about all the horrible decisions oh I yeah made. there's yeah. a
1: single tear rolling down <laughs> my cheek as i think about the guy whose yard i drove through and destroyed but they're really
0: that if i could bottle up an emotion of like pure dread it's pulling up in the parking lot going to Yom Kippur service at like sixteen years old. Oof, and you're like, this is gonna be I'm too old for the little kid ceremony. I'm um, you know, I, I I can't I don't have I'm too young to have any opinion of my own to like mm-hmm. not go. Uh so you gotta go. And it's just two hours and forty five minutes. You don't have a cell phone, you have I mean now kids probably do. I'm sure I had nothing. I had a prayer book and it was brutal. Oof. It was brutal. And there's like, yeah, Those feelings of, uh, like, I, I can really tap into that. I guess the next time I have to be in a movie or something and they're like, show the face of pure dread. That's the one that I'm good. That's the that's the emotion I need to conjure up is that like walking across that Metairie, Louisiana parking lot at like, you know, 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. Be like all of my friends of the day off of school because I went to a school that got <laughs> Yom Kippur off. None of them are Jewish. <laughs> and even the Jewish ones don't have to go. <laughs> but sure enough, my ass is sitting there for three
1: hours in the jackpot. Damn, the next movie you're in. That's the next movie. Whenever they film Barbie 2, and they're <laughs> yeah, like, Kush! I mean, like we need some guy to to, to
0: show to stand next to Ryan Gosling and be dreadful. <laughs> this looks like
1: our guy. <laughs> Who's the 5'6 bald guy who looks like he wants to hurt himself? Yeah, you can be a uh, three kids Ken. <laughs> That's me
0: who's the guy that's been up since five in the morning oh that guy oh that's who we need oh man yeah it is uh
1: if if you fast forwarded through that you're an anti semite
0: that's a very good point <laughs> very you and the sock puppet <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah so the good news is that on saturday we get the little kids' service and then there's football afterward yep which is great so uh i'm looking forward to that i think uh, the last time we talked, I was getting ready for the Tulane Ole Miss game. I did go great atmosphere, great scene. Tulane played very close. It's a shame they had their backup quarterback, Kai Horton, uh, who I think tried his best, yeah. but is quite frankly, is not the caliber of the starter. Michael Pratt, uh, they play Tulane tries to bounce back. They play Southern Miss on Saturday in Hattiesburg. Um, you heading up there? I don't think. I think if I didn't have a bunch of kids, I probably would. Even then, at three o'clock in Hattiesburg sounds hot. Just leave them with me. I know you want to watch.
1: I'll watch <laughs> all three.
0: <laughs> it's great. I was I was thinking about going, and I was like, I went for the super regional for baseball yeah. in May, and I was like, I I could
1: I don't need to do this. Too good for
0: Hburg Well, it's not. It it sounds fine, but it's just like. You go on the road. I'm like, what is the point? The team doesn't need me. I was like, what am I here for? <laughs>
1: it's an experience. Yeah, but it's not. It's
0: not, like that's the difference. It's like if you go to like a big NFL game, mm-hmm. that's an experience. When you go to the Tulane Southern Miss football game, you're like, all
1: right. Well, I think I'm the, watching a football game. The experience for me would be. Oh, I'm not New Orleans. Thank God. <laughs> I can walk that the streets. I can walk the streets without looking behind me. But I can park my car without worrying about it. Yes. The only thing you can't do, you can't drunk drive there. No. So that's really the only difference. Well, that would be problematic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They had a DUI checkpoint. Did you see that
1: the other day? In New Orleans? Yeah.
0: So they hired this new lady. I guess we'll talk about the new police chief at some point during this show. She looks like Happy Gilmore's grandmother. Yes. And her first active service, well, I don't even know if it was her idea, but they put in a DUI checkpoint. First time, I think, this decade they've had one
1: huh well she is um you know she's older she's wiser i did hear that it wasn't a dui checkpoint they were just stopping everybody to make sure they'd eaten that day (laughs) because she's an old lady handing
0: out butterscotch candies yes that's yeah so have uh, you
1: had any worthies today
0: I wonder how many people they caught. It would be great if, like, 70%
1: of people, they were like, well, you, we know you're drunk, but we really don't have anything to do with you. Yeah, and they're not going to do anything. They're just like, all right, get out of here. Yeah. It's like, yeah. here's uh, a ticket. We're going to call an Uber right here. You Leave your car here. We're going to call the one Uber driver that hasn't been <laughs> murdered. Yeah, she's, um, you know, she looks like Maude from the Hallmark cards. <laughs> You remember her, the old grouchy lady with the cat. That's pretty good. She, I I mean
0: I the first thing I thought was she looks like Grandma. For yeah, her, Abby Gilmore. Yeah, it's I, striking. I saw people running with that one quite a bit. Yeah, uh, it is st- the haircut, the like angle of her face, uh, everything. I was like, oh my god,
1: you can't, you can't not listen to her. She's so old. Well, you know, it's been a rough couple years for her because all the videos they show of like her doing stuff she has brown hair. Yeah. And then when she's in New Orleans, it's like she's seen the face of God. <laughs> that's like <where> Indiana Jones <laughs> just melts.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, that's uh, God bless her for taking
1: the gig. I mean, when you when you the police chief of a bastion of America and safety like Oakland, California. Yeah. You just want to keep spreading that positivity and that that welcome change that the people of Oakland <laughs> rave about. I mean, you you're about to go to Disney World. What was runner up? Oakland. <laughs> I've been to. I've spent uh, a lot of time in Oakland. Yeah. I've, I've, well, I've covered
0: when the Warriors used to play there. Mm. I would stay in Oakland. I didn't do a lot in Oakland there, but the train goes right into San Francisco. (laughs) It sure does. very nice. And the AIDS Stadium. That's beautiful. Yeah? Probably the biggest piece of crap I've ever been in as far as a stadium. But they're not going to be there much longer, so it's not...
1: No. I've stayed in Oakland a few times, and that was every time I went to stay with a friend Who claimed to live in San Francisco. Ah, yes. And then when you get there, they actually live in Oakland. (laughs) Yes. Because they're a graphic designer for a newspaper. (laughs) Again, the train is right there. (laughs) And it
0: goes right into San Francisco. It's very simple. Yeah. Not a big deal. Uh, The other big thing that occurred last weekend, of course, the New Orleans Saints had their season opener against the Titans. Did you watch it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> First question? Yeah, I watched it. Whole game? What do you think I'm doing? I'm watching Big Mama's House? I don't know. Yes, I watched you the watched Saints it? football game. Anyone offer you a ticket? No. Okay. I have to watch it. We have a sports podcast, Gosh, Definitely. <laughs> I watched the whole game, head to tails. I missed part of the You were there. I was there. Yeah. But I was
0: there with a four year old. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We spent a lot of time running during the second quarter. And then the beginning of the fourth quarter, we had to leave. So I watched most of it, but I didn't catch all of it. The general takeaway I got was uh, the offensive line is very, very bad. Not good. Derek Carr is a significant improvement Mm -hmm. over Andy Dalton, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill. Jameis, all the Ian Book. Yeah, Ian Book, the clown car of quarterbacks that have come through and shit on Drew Brees' memory. Uh, It looks like we're finally past that stage. Uh, I also felt like the uh, Saints defensive line was better than I expected them to be. Whether or not it's a product of the Titans offensive line, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I was impressed by that. Uh, the ability to create some turnovers, I thought that was a very nice boost, uh
1: and I like this new little kicker, yeah, it seemed like uh groupy, yeah, it seemed like he won the kicker battle for real uh, people and myself included were kind of like this guy's two feet tall he's twelve years old, yeah i don 't know if this is the greatest decision on earth, and then will Lutz uh balked the uh the it was an extra point right? it was an extra point, yeah. yeah. And he and he missed field goal, yeah, and cost Sean Payton the win. So it seems like uh, the Saints made a good decision in that department. Yeah,
0: so I think the Saints have uh, some positives for sure. Uh, I I certainly the problems that existed in that game though are ones that I don't think you get around easily. Which is like you can't block anyone. We'll, we'll get into the positives, but this is poking and Kush, so we're going to start with the negatives. <laughs> the left side of the offensive line getting beat one-on-one consistently. I think Cesar Ruiz was like the worst graded offensive lineman and pro football focus of the entire NFL. On ever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> ever. You know that one guy who died on the field? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he had the. I think the worst rating period in the NFL. On he was horrible. And why not? He just got twenty million dollars. Um. I'd also be horrible. <laughs> my job if you gave me twenty million dollars. Uh. And then Trevor Penning, I think got more of the blame, even though he probably wasn't quite as bad. But he looked completely lost out there on uh several occasions. Derek Carr's running for his life every play. It didn't feel like you could really get a full grasp of what the offense was supposed to be because so often
1: plays were just getting completely blown up yeah i mean what can you say about trevor penning that the doctors treating the people he beat up haven't already said (laughs) not a good guy no (laughs) if he was great on the football field boy howdy could i look past those past transgressions yes this guy is a bum yeah He's got a hamburger named after him. Come on. Does he really? Yeah, at Bub's. They Do have they a Trevor really? Penning Burger. Does he go there a lot? I don't know. I feel like that promotion may have ended immediately on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> the Trevor Penning Burger. Yeah. But now it's the Junior Gallette Burger. So. <laughs> okay.
0: I mean, he was really. You probably got a better feel for it actually watching it on TV.
1: It looked like a vi- it looked like a video game. Yeah. These guys were like pulling spin moves on him. He he was like the arm flailing inflatable tube man out there. Yeah, it was like a it was a training dummy that people are just steamrolling or walking around. Mm-hmm. It didn't look hard to do. I'm sure it is to some degree. Yeah, but they were. Uh, this guy was a doormat out there. Yeah, Arden Key is not, like, an all-pro guy. Like, he was a, he's talented. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, he was at LSU. He's uh, had a lot of off-the-field problems, things like that. But it, he sure as hell is not, you know, the next Reggie White. And they made him look like that for a large portion of the game where he was just dominating. Uh, and, it, you know, when you're in the stadium, it's kind of hard to tell because— all you basically, you're looking down the field to see who's open, and then you look back and Derek Hart's on the ground. You're like, well, shit. <laughs> like, throw it, throw it, throw it. And then you look over, you're like, oh, well, that's why I didn't throw it, because he's literally on the ground. Yeah. So there were guys that were getting open downfield. A lot of it was open a lot. Mm-hmm. Michael Thomas was really good to see. Michael again. Thomas, Shaheed, And you kind of, all, I, I, at least I did, I just kind of forgot that like even a 60% Michael Thomas can pick up third and five. Yeah, and that's such like an important part of being in the NFL is when it's third and four. That you have someone who can stand six yards down the field and catch the
1: ball. And that's something the Saints haven't had for two or three years since Michael Thomas. And you know, really, like I was very impressed with Derek Carr. Like he was quick on the release because he had to be. He was getting smothered, (laughs) but I mean. Some of those long balls were like a, f- a fantasy for a Saints fan. Know. You know, they, they weren't all caught, of course, but just to see the ball go that far down the <laughs> field and not see like a sh- ripped-off arm <laughs> flying, tumbling behind it. Like, guy's in good shape. He's got a great arm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, any any doubts I think Saints fans had uh, went out the window. I was, I was very impressed with it. I mean, it's probably also... The most I've watched Derek Carr, other than the handful of times that the Saints played him.
0: Yeah, and this was the. This probably that way for a lot of people, for sure. And and I also think this was like the definition of what we've talked about all off season, which is like you don't have to be that good mm-hmm. to win games. They weren't that good. Like the Saints scored sixteen points. Right. Uh, they gave up a bunch of yards defensively, but they did not bend and allow a touchdown or they didn't break and allow a touchdown. And that was enough on a day where I don't think you could say anybody played great. You know, like, I guess you could say the defensive backfield played good because there was three interceptions. But even those, I mean, none of those plays seemed
1: particularly spectacular. Yeah. Every interception that the Saints get is spectacular, as far as I'm concerned. They had seven last season. Yeah, they didn't have the. I don't think they got
0: the third one until like
1: November last yeah. year, and they have three after one game. Marshawn Lattimore was great in this game. He's very good, and that's reliable. Tyron Matthew was serviceable. Uh, I think Debo made an interception, right? He, I believe so. In, yeah.
0: in May, but they fumbled the opening kickoff, which I found to be absolutely hilarious. Immediately
1: forgot it. Hilarious to fumble the opening kickoff of the season is just <laughs> perfectly <laughs> funny. Well, I hammered that one on the Polk and Kush Twitter. <laughs> like, the second it happened, I was like, Here we everybody, go! I know everybody, the demise.
0: I was trying to tell somebody at the uh, that there was a season I want to say it was 1999, which was Ditka's last year, and the Saints scored like the fastest touchdown in NFL history to start a season. The Panthers received the opening kickoff, fumbled it like the 15-yard line. The Saints picked it up and scored. So it was like six seconds into the season, the Saints scored a touchdown, went 3-13. and 13. <laughs> So it turns out the <laughs> opening kickoff of the season, not the signal that you always think it's going to be. Right. Very little
1: ramifications on the season.
0: Yes. And, of course, keep in mind the Saints ran the opening kickoff of the franchise's history back for a touchdown and then did not make the playoffs for 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> so... so. Not that indicative and credit the Saints for uh not only, only allowing a field goal on that drive when it started on the you know, whatever the twenty something, that seemed to happen over and over again where the Titans were making big plays but not able to punch anything in. Uh must have been a frustrating day for anyone who had, you know, money on Ryan Tannehill. That was mm-hmm. brutal to watch. But I think that's gonna be a lot of the season. Is guys like Ryan Tannehill, they're playing a lot of them.
1: Yeah, they're playing a lot of dud teams with a lot of average and below average quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean the Saints seem to have the right game plan. It, it, a lot of the problems that the Saints have didn't seem insurmountable. Yeah, you know if the O line can get their shit together and Derek Carr has two more seconds, I think you're going to see two more touchdowns in that game. That game, the Derek Carr should add three touchdowns in that game, easy. Yeah, you got jitters, you got a new team. I no don't Alvin know. Kamara. Yeah. I mean, the the run game was abysmal. Jamal yeah. Williams had that little run at the end to seal the game, mm-hmm. and that was the only run play that anyone would remember. Yeah. Um, Jamal rough. Williams did enough, I would say. I guess. If Alvin Kamara was out there, would anything have changed? I don't think Probably
0: so. Probably not. No. I mean, because Trevor Penning is basically in there to run block. Yeah. And it... Did not seem to help.
1: They need to change him, switch him out with Jimmy Graham. I think Jimmy <laughs> Graham's going to be better at that position. He's, instead of instead of uh, punching other
0: people, he's just going to take ayahuasca on the field and run into traffic.
1: Now, one like the Saints didn't really mix it up very much. Like in the that first drive of the Kansas City preseason, oh, yeah. they were mixing it up. Everybody was getting in there. There was a lot left on the table as far as this game was concerned. I don't think Foster Moreau was involved whatsoever. Yeah. Other than lining up on the wrong side of the field. (laughs) That was incredible. (laughs) That picture is amazing. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I saw him out there for five seconds. Yeah, he didn't do much. Um, You know, I I think Dennis Allen could have any variety out there. Look, the Taysom Hill experiment is over. But did Taysom get two touches? I think so, and they were immediately red for what they were because yeah. it's the same thing it always is. Yeah, the, If the Saints are going to open up the run, maybe put Taysom Hill out there. He charges head first into everything. Yeah. He's getting older. Let's see what happens. Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he's like a suicide bomber out there. <laughs> and he's going to explode at some point. Because yeah. now he's older than me somehow. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. He's been playing football for six years, and he went from 24 years old, and now he's 42. I love they still use him with like punt coverage. Yeah, and it's like he loves it, and it's like this is really necessary. He's getting like
0: blown up on punt coverage. It's like what are we doing here? Uh, Yeah, I I you gotta do
1: something with that money. You gotta have him out there. I know. Uh, It does feel though that
0: they they did not open up all of the weapons that they could have I and it's probably because they had to keep things really tight based on the fact they could not block anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh so that is going to be the goal heading into Monday night football. Uh the Saints getting the least exposure possible on a Monday night football game. They play the Carolina Panthers who no one gives a crap about in the first part of a double header. A doubleheader in my brain, is two games played consecutively. That's what I would think. This is the Saints start at 6 and then the Steelers game starts an hour later. <laughs> so who is going to watch the Saints-Panthers game if there's another game literally on at the same time?
1: Yeah, I don't know who's clamoring <laughs> to see the Steelers play, but... i get more than the Panthers and the Saints. Well, Bryce Young could... Open it up this week. He uh, he had two interceptions last week against Atlanta. He was like a 50 percent completion rate. Uh, You know, the Saints don't have a lot to go on with this guy unless they're watching like college film. Sorry, even that that's
0: not indicative whatsoever of, you know, where they're going to be. It is uh, the Panthers are bad. I think they were bad in the preseason. They were bad against Atlanta uh their offensive line is shit their receivers are shit uh they have I guess a decent running back and a rookie quarterback if the Saints do not do it have a similar performance as they did against the Titans something is a problem I think the Saints are only a three-point favor right now maybe two and a half uh that seems low to me
1: uh and I'm not that high on the Saints team yeah. I just
0: think the Panthers are very bad and I think the Saints are built to beat bad teams
1: yeah, the the Saints across the board are more talented than the Panthers right now. I the what would be the advantage here? It's the Panthers' first home game. It's the yeah. home opener. Yeah. Do Carolina fans go that wild? Uh,
0: it's that's. I mean, it's like it's it, Monday Night
1: Football is usually a big deal. It's usually hard to win on the road in Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. But I don't think rookie it, quarterback on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Second, his home debut. I, I think he's going to be shaken like a leaf on a tree. And this is where guys like Cam Jordan and Mario Davis are going to shine in being a million years old.
0: Well, you would also think you can just play. I, I certainly couldn't name you a, a receiver on the Panthers. I mm-hmm. have no idea. But you've got a rookie quarterback in there and you've got at least one really good corner and another one who's probably good enough to stop whoever the Panther second receiver is. And then you basically can just blitz this guy, a rookie quarterback, every play. Yeah. And it's that feels like the exact formula for the Saints to have a big day defensively. And then you have Derek Carr, who's probably good enough to get you two touchdowns on the road against a pretty shitty team. And, you know, I don't think it's going to be thrilling. I don't think anybody's going to watch it, but I think the Saints are going to come away 2-0. And if they don't, it's indicative of... of a larger problem because the Saints easily could have lost that game on Sunday and our tone would be very different. Um, But that's the NFL. They could have lost
1: to the Titans, but it never felt like they were going to.
0: Which is crazy because they were what? When did they decide to kick that field goal? They were inside the 20, right? Yeah. And down by four. Mm -hmm. And if they had just gone for it and scored, they probably win the game.
1: Yeah, that was like two forty, but even like then, it
0: didn't feel like they
1: were ever gonna lose. No, it really, which didn't. is
0: crazy. That is like a very close to losing the game, but it was like this team's not gonna score a touchdown. It, they, they, this team does. This, this team knows they're not gonna
1: score a touchdown. Yeah, the vibes were off for losing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think it could be quite thrilling against Carolina, just because I, I've been saying it for three years on this podcast. Now I want them to just open up. Yeah, I want Derek Carr to go Buck Wild. Yeah, and I think he could. Again, Not if they can't block. He's fast. <laughs> Get
0: it out there, <laughs> real speed demon. Did you see the <laughs> clip of him? I guess talking to Rashid Shahid before the the play to clinch the game. Did you see that? No. So the NFL Network, uh, NFL Films, whatever you know, they have him mic'd up, and right before the third down play to essentially seal the game, he like went to Shahid and he said, "I want you to freaking run." And then I was like, oh, I, I, I can't get behind this guy. He, he said, said, "Freaking, freaking. uh oh!" And then like they hit it, and he's like, Rah! 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 <laughs> "I was like, all right, man, you beat the Titans in the regular season opener, and you know, I mean, that's good enough for you. No, it just made I, I just can't get my arms around him.
1: Like, who are you, freaking?" Just freaking run? He's gonna, you know, say zippity doo dah whenever he scores. He's Ned Flanders. What do you want from him?
0: He's more Ned Flanders than Drew Brees. I didn't think it was possible. (laughs) He is like Drew Brees 3.0
1: when it comes to Dork. As long as he can make a 50 yard pass, I don't care.
0: I don't know, man. Drew Brees was amazing, and I didn't like him (laughs) because he was such a dork. This guy is like ten times the dork and half the
1: player. Maybe he's like secretly cool. I got a
0: problem, man. I need to get over
1: it. Maybe because he was mic'd up for the NFL Network, he didn't want to curse. Freaking? I'm an antenna man. I don't see the (laughs) NFL Network. I have to watch commercials for Morse Bard every five (laughs) seconds. How many personal injury attorneys advertised during that game? Juan Lafontá, <laughs> Dudley De Bossier, yeah. <laughs> Spence Callahan. The yeah. games on the line. <laughs> I mean, it's
0: the the the
1: entire advertising base, the city. Uh, yeah, it's all personal injury attorneys. And then, like, uh, have you washed clothes with mesothelioma? And I'm like, I don't know. Have I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean it was a uh it was a pretty boring game, but a win is a win, obviously. So the Saints will take it. I think this game will be a similar type of slog. Uh but if the Saints come out 2-0, optimism will be very very high. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay did win, the Falcons won. Tampa Bay won. I know that's what Tampa Bay did win.
1: Oh, I thought you said that.
0: Yeah, that's OK. Riveting uh, podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, that was a terrible way to <laughs> Tampa Bay won. That's how you should declarative sentence economy of words. Uh, and so, you know, it, they're not going to run away with it anytime soon. But we obviously know the Saints are in a good position. If they lose on Monday night, it will be meltdown central right here from this chair. You be ready for it. Um, but otherwise, I think the Saints are going to be fine. Saints Saints are not losing this game. Okay. You All heard right. it here first. Put your money down, everybody. Go, to cover the two and a half? Yeah, I okay. think so. All right. Well, we've got a place for you to do that. DraftKings, promo code Polk and Kush. They're not on this episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> next episode. Use promo <laughs> code Polk <laughs> and Kush. Uh, that takes us through a Saints talk. We'll have a little bit more uh, sports stuff, and then we will get to your local favorites. Right back, Pope. Yes, there is. Uh, uh, even though we are in the heart and the height of football season, and that we're all our appetites are all fully engorged with football. That sound disgusting yet. Uh, there is also basketball that is occurring, uh, mostly off the court right now. A lot. Of, speaking of off the court. Uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, Christian Clark, a uh, friend of the program, said that Ingram is not going to negotiate for a contract extension, even though he is eligible right now, uh, because they thinks that if he makes all NBA next season, he'll be eligible for Supermax. That's what Jalen Brown got, which I think is a three hundred million dollar ish contract it's like 60 million a season that's pretty good uh this doesn't seem to be concerning for the pelicans because even though it'll kind of leave him as almost being a free agent next year uh there's just no chance he makes all NBA is there I think there's a chance really um, that he could what he couldn't get on the floor for the FIBA team
1: but if he was but If he remains healthy and certain other players do not and he steps up like he has in those situations prior, it's a possibility. It seems
0: very remote. And I am I feel like there's a higher chance of him having a debilitating injury than there is of him making all NBA. Well maybe that's just me being incredibly skeptical on his behalf, but it's all NBA is the best basically the best fifteen players in the league. He's never really been close to finishing a season among the best fifteen players in the league.
1: Well we're not comparing the odds of him getting injured to the odds of him getting all star. Sure. All NBA. All NBA. Yeah. Which all star is like thirty guys. Getting injured is probably pretty good odds. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> that in a world of possibilities you gotta fifteen players, okay. So maybe a few get injured. Yeah. Maybe Brandon Ingram averages twenty eight and seven and in three the, for the whole season.
0: And if the Pelicans have a very good season, which certainly is possible. I'm not putting that, you know, especially if Zion plays and you know, if the two of them will be taking almost every shot yeah. uh, for the team. So it is, I suppose in that regard, it is possible. I understand why he's doing it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't think it's terribly important uh but it is nice to have it out there know that he's not going to get the extension this year and know there is a valid reason for it besides him you know basically trying to leave the team he actually seems one of the only guys that's ever played here at a high level who seems pretty content with the idea of continuing to play
1: here yeah absolutely and uh, i mean there's no shady deal there's no murky pelicans Mm. nonsense around this it's upfront. it's transparent it's what it is uh of course, I totally believe it because it's logical and it makes sense sure. and I'm not worried about it. I think something that Brandon Ingram has going for him in this is that he looks like he should be all NBA. Yeah, and he's <laughs> very good at basketball. <laughs> he's good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> he looks cool. Yeah. Put him out there. Sure.
0: Why couldn't Put him on make the it? team. Yeah. Start
1: the campaign now. He'd
0: make your team look cooler. What if Zion makes all NBA? Well, that seems like a much more distinct possibility. Yeah. That if he stays healthy. But you We're, have to play sixty five games. You have to play games. Yeah, you to, play, to get on this thing. Games. This
1: is the biggest hurdle so far. <laughs> Both players can average thirty a night and be highlight real champions. Can they play more than twenty five games a season? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this is the challenge they need. Not there's no pride tied to the to the Pelicans for either of these players. But fifty million dollars, sixty million dollars is a lot of money. Crazy! Is that a reason to play? Yeah, I think that's a reason to play. You got you got turf toe. You're living in New Orleans. They want you to do a back to back on the road and play Memphis. Why are you going to do that? Sixty million, sixty million reasons. Now you've got a reason to. (laughs) Yes. So uh, I think
0: you'd see a very highly motivated Brandon Ingram uh, entering the season which will be good for New Orleans one way or the other. And especially if you super max eligible, that seems like it would give you a very, very, very good chance of re-signing him. I think they have a good chance of re-signing him anyway. Yeah, um, But that would basically make it a lock if they're willing to give up 35% of the salary cap to him. Uh, speaking of playing in more games, the NBA, uh, facing a problem that no other league in sports has ever had to face, is trying to convince basketball players to play basketball Mm -hmm. uh, and has to enact a rule where and correct me if I'm wrong I think you have a better you know access to what the actual rule is it's you can't rest two star players the NBA listed 49 players who are stars yes you can't rest two of them
1: at the same time on consecutive nights is that right this is correct, and a star player. It would be funny if there was no parameter to star. It was just yeah, like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> you we know, it's like, <laughs> know. <laughs> what is that, the definition of pornography. It's like you know yeah. when you see it, you know. It's like <laughs> well, stars anybody who in the prior three seasons was on all NBA or an All Star team. That's a lot of people. You say it was forty nine, yeah, not yeah. Brandon Ingram. Um, the The bullet points of this are: star players are available for. All national television and NBA in-season tournament games. No more than one star uh, may be unavailable for the same game. Mm -hmm. And you have to maintain a balance between the number of one-game absences for a star player in home and road games and refrain from any long-term shutdowns in which a star player stops playing games. That's the Anthony Davis rule. (laughs) If resting a healthy player ensure that the player is present at the games and visible to fans, so yes, you, away from the sidelines yeah, like the Queen, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have Zion in the Pope mobile. <laughs> that's what they paid. That's what you paid the big ticket for. I gotta see LeBron James in jeans. I mean that that should be enough of a deterrent. They should make any star that's sitting sign autographs for the entire game. <laughs> and you're like I'm not going to do that. I'll play.
0: <laughs> or put him in a dunk tank yeah. so behind the
1: goal. Yeah, I think
0: that'd be put cool. Put him in
1: the Pierre costume. <laughs> Get fun with it. But this is uh it, it's really good rule. It's really good rule if you have kids. I mean, there were a ton of people that came to I mean, Golden State hasn't played their starters here in 3 years. Yeah.
0: Neither I mean, I don't think LeBron and AD have played together more than once here since yeah. AD came back. Uh yeah, it's it, it's the NBA has a problem, whether they choose to recognize it or not. It seems like they're trying to recognize it. Like these, you turn on a game, you have no idea who is playing, and it's not because of injuries. Yeah. You turn on a game, and it's like, oh, you know. Half the guys are sitting out like, why am I watching this game? Right. What is the point of this? It's very, They're wearing uniforms I don't recognize. I don't know who any of the players are. They don't seem to give a shit if they win or lose. I don't understand why this is on television. Yeah, uh, It's a bad product in that regard. They've kind of made the regular season completely worthless. This, I guess, is an attempt to at least make them play. It feels like there are about 100 caveats to this, though. You could just play them for the first five minutes of the game. You could, you know start the second half whatever it might be, it feels like there's ways to get them a game played or you can just say they're injured without them really being injured, right?
1: Yeah, we're gonna start seeing the Lane Kiffin method of injury assessment. Yeah.
0: I mean you can just say he's got a sore back. Yeah. He's gonna miss one game. And you for Anthony Davis, that happened all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, so it's not as if it's some outrageous thing to think that they're going to do that and if they really want to sit guys I think they're still going to sit them
1: yeah and there are notes in here that there are exceptions for personal reasons pre-approved restrictions and stuff based on players age that's that's the LeBron rule players age that's for LeBron yes only and Chris Paul Right, you yeah. are. Career workload or serious injury history. I
0: mean, there's the anu- the amount of caveats there and the fact that it has to be two players. So how many teams have two of those guys? Yeah. There game more than a couple this of them. This is for,
1: like, the Clippers.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 there's literally, like, six teams that this matters for. Um, I don't know, man. It all seems a little... It feels like a signal more so than something that's going to actually change anything about the league. Yeah. <laughs> I think what they're really sick of is a game on national television. And like I said, a casual person happens to turn it on and be like, well, where are all the players? Yeah. Where's Steph Curry? It's and, like, oh, he's, he's in jeans in the locker room, you know, <laughs> playing winks <tiddlywinks> by himself. <laughs> it's like, well, why isn't he playing? It's like, oh, he had a game last night. You can't expect him to play. Two days in a row. It's like, well, this is the NBA, and he makes fifty million dollars. Like, well, it also doesn't matter because we're going to be in the playoffs, and whether we're a four seed or a six seed makes absolutely no difference. Yeah, and that's the ultimately the problem that they have. They've tried a lot of different ways to make the regular season matter more, the play-in tournament, which I actually think is a good idea uh, when it comes to you know incentivizing those last few spots in the playoffs. They've done a hundred different things. The answer is eighty-two games is too many games. The players have a lot of power. They know there's too many games. There's too much sports science that says there's no, it's not good for these guys to play in eighty-two games, and uh, and it's it's a combination that all makes the league look stupid for having this schedule when everything is telling them to not do this anymore. Yep. Just play less games. Fifty-one games a season. When, but thirty games. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> play everyone once, and your rival twice, and then that's it. That's that the sounds whole season. fine. You could raise
1: ticket prices. Yeah,
0: I think it'd be great.
1: Shrink the season, and then have like make the playoffs gigantic, and then you don't, you know, see a starting lineup graphic on TNT with Solomon Hill in it.
0: <laughs> it's rough, man, and it's it's especially hard in a place. Like here, where any time a team has an opportunity to rest a guy in New Orleans,
1: they rest. Absolutely, (laughs) this is the least. Like this is the place they care about playing the least. My entire life in New Orleans is resting as much as possible because I know it doesn't (laughs) really matter here. (laughs) Well, you want to talk about some local shit? Yeah. On that note, let's go
0: talk about some local breakdown.
1: It is filled with juicy jazz, trumpets and tiny little You foot past in a swamp and that's nullins in a nutshell, baby. <laughs> so the the city council uh, wants to fire Joseph Gordon levitt the <laughs> communications <laughs> director for the city. Um, he kind of what would they call it? if if it was in like a real court it would be like contempt of court mm-hmm. like mocking the procedure being very flippant and churlish and sarcastic and just general buffoonery sure so the city council used their magic city council city charter powers to say hey you, got, you you. have to fire this bozo. Yeah. You have to send him back to the Dippin' Dots at the mall. They went the bozo route. Yeah, they went the bozo route, and uh, the only way to counter a bozo maneuver is an equally bozo maneuver. Yeah, double down on bozo. You have to double bozo. The <laughs> Professor Andy. Dig into the crevasse that so you, you go up by going down. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Latoya said that uh, she's not doing that. She's not letting this guy go. And that the city council saying this is hateful, targeted, crazy. All these things that are... She says du- biased, something like that, double biased? Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about, lady? Well, I like that she said it was targeted. It's like, yes, it ta- of course it's targeted. Targeted at the person who did it. It's targeted at this guy who was rolling his eyes and lying under whatever oath or whatever they do in there. And the guy who
0: they blatantly spent, they have text of him spending the government's money on something that is clearly improper to spend it on, which is flyers
1: basically campaign flyers for the mayor and let's we've talked about the flyers a few times one point that we have missed across the board is when's the last time you looked at your mail oh yeah i mean unless it's a yeah i guess a bill every now and again is there a a worse way to like just hire a skywriter (laughs) yeah Like, what's a more stupid way to light this money on fire than a, than the mail? Nobody gets their mail. What would, what would have to be
0: going on in your life to, to have an opinion on something? You receive a flyer in the mail. You open the said flyer and you go, well, that changed my opinion. Wow. Turns out the mayor's got her shit together man look at that graphic real nice (laughs) guess i'm not gonna sign that recall petition she's actually doing a great job for us (laughs) i know you know i know my cars are broken into seven times this year and all my
1: whole family's dead but other than that it sounds (laughs) like she's doing (laughs) really good work with the parks and parkways. well she said that their decision was sexist discriminatory and unconstitutional the um The city council doesn't go by the constitution. It goes by the city charter. (laughs) Yeah. It is constitutionally absolved. She is the constitution. Yeah. Uh, She said that she will not be firing anyone. That's because she says the accusations towards her top staffer are targeted and unbelievable. No, I'm not firing anybody. I'm not firing anyone. I'm supporting, I'm supporting a city employee that is a part of a community of city employees that have been disrespected, villainized, and discriminated against by prejudices. Conscious bias, unconscious bias, sexism, and the list goes on and on. This is a guy, right? Guys are absolved from sexism. This is just great. It's just incredible. It's like, how many
0: words can I just throw out there? To make it sound like it's not a guy who did something wrong. Yeah. It's like, if there's no, bo- it's not random. It's like, yeah, this was targeted. It's like, yeah, no shit. It's, not, it's, it's targeted. targeted yeah. It was af- going after Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. <laughs> For doing his, something improper for his, and lying about it in front of everyone. Yeah. And then you come out with a hundred buzzwords that you picked up from some course that you took from the 900 seminars that you attended while you were banging your security guard all across the world. And that it, this is this is the state of the city. And I don't even care. If the guy's not fired. Who gives a shit? Honestly, I it will not make any difference whether that guy has a job or not in the competence of this city. Whoever she were to hire to replace him would be just as bad. And even if he was great, he'd be doing messaging for a terrible mayor. So <laughs> who cares? I don't care at all. I just cannot handle the way that she treats every she's Donald Trump. She is just throwing words out there to be like it is beyond comprehension. She knows that what she's saying makes no sense. But as long as she says it loudly and firmly, then there will be people who might believe her. And she's just counting on everyone to be stupid,
1: which they are. Yes. There you go. Sorry. (laughs) That is correct. Yes. (laughs) I mean, this thing is like a Mad Libs where you just fill in the blanks with therapy words. It has villainized key individuals. It has been privileged. That's where you really know that she's just got like a list of words when she says it has been privileged. Yeah, it's like none a, of this is privileged for like anybody. A Wikipedia
0: entry. It's like a, a. It's literally like Chat GPT. If you were to write someone discriminated against, mm-hmm. why were they fired? And then they would just spit that shit out.
1: It has been demoralizing. Uh, nobody around there seems demoralized in the least. The checks are still cashing. They seem extra moralized, <laughs> in fact, <laughs> if I had to. Going to work. Oh, here we go. Okay. We got uh, discriminatory. We got biases. We got um, villainized. We got privileged. The final one toxic. The toxic Ooh. work environment is created by the cult of personality. Good song. It revolves around the (laughs) mayor's office. It's unbelievable. This comes after the council voted to oust Gregory Joseph. That's his name. No, his name is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It is now. Yes. I'm sure he listens to the show. For sure. The whole process, period. Soup to nuts, Cantrell said. We are not losing Gregory Joseph. Thank God. Huh. Another day. But, you know, they are losing a lot of other people. Uh-huh. Uh The NOPD Deputy Superintendent, Arlinda Westbrook, left her role Monday under undisclosed circumstances. And the city's Department of Public Works Acting Director, Sarah Porteous, also announced her resignation. She's actually very good. She was left over from uh, Mitch's... I actually group. don't know. I think
0: she was an interim, but everybody I've talked to that has worked with her I actually think she's very good. Yeah. So of
1: course she is. <laughs> well, these people are jumping ship because yeah. this all, this all dovetails into Latoya and her, uh, cop boyfriend luring up yes. for a federal criminal investigation, which is looming likely presumed to be likely. Yeah. And, uh, apocalyptic to <laughs> these people i just really want to see her on like a witness stand in front of a judge
0: trying to defend all the various things that she's just sat there and banged her you know fist about in press conference i'm 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 genuinely just it's tired gonna be like the my pillow guy <laughs> testifying <laughs> How many like exhibits of just like <laughs> gi- just giant pictures she's gonna have with like diagrams like that look like Charlie Day, you know? <laughs> Judges would be like, none of this makes any sense. Everything you're saying makes us dumber. The fact that you're having sex with a security guard at the City time in a city-owned department, none of this is okay. Uh, I'm I'm genuinely just tired of her at this point, and not in like a obviously I think she's bad at her job and whatever. I just can't even. Does anyone with a brain think that she's doing an okay job and does it matter? She's not going anywhere. They already tried that. So what is what are we doing here?
1: I feel like at this point the city is in such turmoil internally that they're not gonna do anything to her until she's totally out. Yeah. Cuz it's just gonna be even more cha- as bad as it is right now with no one there. I feel like it would be even more chaotic. She hired um Eddie Kastang, who is a sure. very expensive criminal lawyer. I wonder uh, who's paying for that. Says upwards of six figures just to, I guess, have his counsel, <laughs> something along those lines. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if Jeffrey Vappi hired the same one, but he also hired a criminal defense attorney. Criminal defense attorneys are expensive. Because they defend criminals. Not if you get a bad one.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I just throw whatever. I don't even care. I don't know. I like seeing Robert Collins talk about it, though. Yeah. I like him. He reminds me of, like Larry Widmore. <laughs> and, you know, like, I wish he had a podcast because, you know, he's got some shit. to see. He's very professional. He's very smart. But you know that he's got some shit to say about oh, these people. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sign up for one of his classes. You should just audit one yeah. of his classes? Where does he teach again? Uh, Dillard's. Uh, Dillard. that's right. Yeah, Dillard's. <laughs> he's in the men's department. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee Zurich is the guy that like found out that uh, LaToya and Vappy got uh, criminal defense... Lawyers, shocking. Lee Zurich is the only guy in the city doing anything.
0: Well, he lives inside of Latoya's trash can. Yeah, yeah, that's where his new house is. <laughs> He's left his family. <laughs> he lives inside of her trash can.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, that will be the next journey. Will be the trial of Latoya and. Vappy. do police officers get paid enough to hire million dollar <laughs> <laughs> attorneys? <laughs> did you, did he you, he got absolved from like his payroll uh thing where they they thought he was like fraud, you know, yeah, fraudulent payroll. He was completely absolved from that.
0: He's he's a, a very impressive man. He's he's bobbing and weaving his way around. I I have no ill will toward him. To be perfectly honest, I don't care. Uh, I think she's awful, but uh, and I'm sure that makes me sexist and conscious, unconscientious bias and whatever else. I, I mean, he's just a cop trying to trying to get
1: more money. She's the leader of the city. I think the last ten shows, there's been a section we've gone. Oh, I'm sure that makes me sexist. <laughs> sure, that makes me an evil person. After you say something sexist and evil. <laughs> I don't care about the man doing wrongdoing. I only care about the woman. He's got a job. He's he's just trying to do his job. He's got a tough job. He's got to cram it in her. (laughs) (laughs) But at least he gets to do it in a nice apartment. That's true. That's true. Uh,
0: On that that note, we will catch everybody next week. Uh, We love each and every one of you very, very much. Follow us on Twitter at Polk and Kush. We will talk to everybody soon. See you.